welcome to Shift Happens. My name is Claudia Mahler, and I am curious about how women made it through turning points in their lives and how they reflect back on them. Too often, women just get on with it. The everyday, the duties, the expectations. Too often, life-altering events are being swept under the rug as life must go on. With Shift Happens, I want to create a space for women to pause for a moment and to share, to listen and to feel heard. A space where we connect and talk about life and its pivotal moments, about the highs and lows, the challenges and the joys, about what has been gained and about how enriching change can be. Some things we hear are heavy, some are funny. They all put me in awe as they are honest and raw testimonies of life. This podcast is a little window into the world. I invited women from all walks of life and various counties, countries and continents. I am in conversation with authors, business owners, artists, life coaches and change makers. All these women have their individual life story and much wisdom to share. Have you ever had to repair your body, not just heal it, but really repair it? And did you feel that you have received the appropriate, knowledgeable medical support? My conversation today is about change and reinvention, but also about repairing a broken body. And although my guest, Willi Hickey, who is originally from Austria and now lives in Austin, Texas, is much younger than me and maybe a number of our listeners, she shares a significant experience of the shocking misconception of the female body, hers, by a medical practitioner and how she went from being left alone with her pain to flourishing into a journey of self-compassion, of starting her her business, Willy Fit, of becoming a celebrity trainer, facing the taboo of being a raging mother, to embracing and learning the art of womb healing. Willy has experienced what is so typical when it comes to women's health, that what our bodies suffer is still often met by doctors and our immediate surroundings with mere ignorance. Many years ago, my sister introduced me to Willy, then a stellar theater actress in Austria, who was in the process of leaving her career behind to go back to acting school in New York City. Willie needed money as a new New Yorker and started to babysit for me. Ever since then, we stayed in touch and I peeked into her pivots and turning points via Instagram. This actually made me curious, as she went from appearing in this dark, heavy black workout equipment that made her look like Miss Terminator, to wearing soft shades of lilac, apricot and ivory moving softly through her reels and using an altogether different language. How all this makes sense, you will find out in this next episode of Shift Happens. Okay, so 
Haley, welcome to Hi. Shift Happens. I'm super excited to see you again. We should actually have champagne and celebrate since it's your 10th <laughs> anniversary tomorrow, correct, of being in the US? Yes, yes. Yeah, Claudia, thank you so much for having me. You came from Austria. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You left a stellar career in stage acting behind. Mm -hmm. Why? I felt the pull in my heart. It was uh, from one day to the other where I just knew um, I have to move. I have to study again. Um, everyone at that time was telling me it's the wrong decision. I just had um, brought out a um, movie cinema. So I was on screen for the first time, which was a big goal at that time. And yeah, my, intu my intuition was telling me no you have to go <laughs> right now you have to move to new york city you have to leave everything behind and so i did that yeah and then you um arrived with your suitcases <laughs> and you joined the um, william esper institute for acting mm -hmm. yes and then you fell into the arms and in love with jason yeah <laughs> married mm -hmm. Yeah. Move to California. Mm -hmm. So just this little bit, yeah, already proves <laughs> that change change is the constant of life, right? And okay, there you became an EMS master trainer. You will have to fill us in a little bit more what that means later. Had two children and then came another move, brought you to Austin, Texas, and another career, which you will also tell us later. Yeah. But be first, before we jump in, I wanted to ask you a few short questions with a few short answers. Flat or sparkling? Sparkling. Dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> Apples or oranges? Apples. You're alone on a deserted island. You're only allowed to take one thing. What would it be? Mm, one thing. It would be... Can it be people, my family? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, or if I have to bring one thing, um, I think it would be a guitar. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. If you are reborn, who would you want to be? Mm. I'm reborn. That's a good question. Um, I would want to be the next version of me. <laughs> What's your most treasured possession? Mm, um, it's a. It's. I have my grandmother's um, amulet, like a necklace. Mm -hmm. yeah. So now that we know you a little bit better, <laughs> we are diving deeper into your story and tell us your pivotal moment or tell us more about your pivotal moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, you already gave me such a good summary and it's it's wild to hear it back like over the past years what happened. So um, moving to the States definitely was a big change for me. Um, like you said, I left my career behind, my family, my friends, um, and then having the student life again, you know, um, 
working in jobs. I, I babysat your beautiful children, you know, <laughs> at that time, it was also a small ego death for me. I never had to work anything else as an actress. And then there I was um, babysitting and doing other other jobs uh, rather than acting. And yeah, all the moves, every city brought a new challenge, brought a new version of me, brought brought up new fears, brought up new strengths. Um, in me and made me grow and made me into the woman that I am today. And having my children definitely changed me. That was for sure the biggest shift in in my life, for sure. It says that in California, you had your children and you also mm -hmm. became an EMS master trainer. Yeah. And <laughs> I only remember the pictures and your your Instagram reels where you're like in full black gear and I was like what's she up to now <laughs> yeah it's so interesting because you know people see me over Instagram and see like the new adventures and I'm not scared of trying new things and sometimes I think from the outside it can also be like what is she doing now like it's confusing so in LA I started diving into electrical muscle stimulation workouts. Um, it's a kind of workout that's very popular in Europe, um, not very known in the States. And it's a 20-minute workout that tones and strengthens your body. There's a lot of science behind it. I don't know if you want to go into a lot of depth in it, but basically and it enhances every movement you do with the suit on because the suit contracts your muscles. And... I'm very goal-oriented and very driven. And um, once I knew what I wanted, then I, I went for it. But the main factor why, why I was so into EMS training was because I had a very hard, traumatizing delivery with my first child, with Charlotte, my daughter, and my pelvic floor muscles were destroyed. And I was 30 years old and, you know, I was very active always. And I'm like, is this the end of running and jumping for me? Will I be incontinent for my whole life now? And so then with the EMS training, I was able to heal and fully restore my muscles and get into almost like I think the best shape of my life at that time. And then also became so passionate about helping other moms and women postpartum with that great technology and workouts. Yeah, I mean, that's so interesting, because it's been such a taboo, right? Also, mm -hmm. that this can happen to women, and that it really has an unbelievable impact on on lives. Yeah. And it has never really been I mean, you know, in Europe or everywhere, you get like a few weeks of, um, I don't know the English word of Rückbildungsgymnastik. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Every English speaker. It's like postpartum, like, yeah, recovery. Recovery basically. exercises. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, but how long it takes. Yeah. And for some women, as you just uh, described, what it can do to the body is so scary and it's really under, completely under communicated. Yeah. It was really, um, shocking to me at the six week, you know, doctor's appointment, he basically checked my, my pelvic floor, checked, you know, my vagina, and then basically gave like an eye wink to Jason, she's good to go. 
Like it's, it was so heartbreaking and terrible. And because of that comment and because of no getting any further education or telling me I have to go to pelvic floor PT or, you know, telling me that it's completely normal to have pain for the first year or six months. And it was really a hard toll on our relationship. And Jason is very understanding. But after, you know, seven, eight months, he's like, I think it's in your head. I'm like, no, I know it's not in my head. It's in my, it's, it's a deep pain. And so I became so passionate about it. And um, yeah, like the next doctor I had, obviously I left that doctor mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, but then again, I had no idea, you know, like it took me really several years to find out there's other health providers and it is not normal. What he said was, oh, just talk to your mom and grandma. They all have pelvic floor issues, which doesn't have to be. And you know, then really diving into pelvic floor health after everything that happened to me. It says that almost 90% of women have stress incontinence, which happens when you sneeze or laugh and you release a little bit of of urine. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. They just tell you, you do a couple of kegels, but it's much deeper than that. And yeah, that's why I dove really into EMS training and helped many women with it also with diastasis recti which is when the abs not fully close after Mm -hmm. um, being stretched through pregnancy again doctors just tell you you know that's what it is you just have to live with it but there are tools out there that can be helping and yeah I also got the great pleasure of meeting many celebrities through the trainings you know, I'm from Austria. So Schwarzenegger was always on my list. <laughs> and once, <laughs> you know, I, I, I helped Patrick, his son with his shoulder recovery and um, many models and actors and just really high net worth um, clients that I had that really made me grow and, and find my voice and find my strength outside of acting and outside of being a mother. Fabulous. So that was your first business, really? that you started. Yeah, that was my first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you left that behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The pandemic was helpful in that sense, because, you know, uh, it shifted many things. I don't know if I would have been that courageous in that moment, because it was very thriving. Um, But again, I'm not scared to shift. (laughs) And I'm not scared to make changes. And I'm not scared to leave things behind and start again new. Um, I always know that I will be successful in in the things. And it might sound arrogant to some people, but it's more like an inner knowing that everything will be okay. Everything will always work out. That's wonderful. And I truly, deeply believe that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, the state of choice was Texas. Yeah, state of choice was Texas. Jason and I are funny in that way. Um, we have, I don't know if we share like the same intuition or something, but um, Austin came on the table and we came to see it for a couple of days and we're like, yep, that's it. <laughs> we're coming here, we're moving, uh, we're doing this. And yeah, we purchased our first home, which was exciting. Mm-hmm. And it has been such a great shift for our children. You know, it's more like, how I used to grow up in Austria, like kids can still run outside on the streets. You can leave the garage door open mm-hmm. and nothing's being stolen. It's a very suburban life, but very 
safe and and such a great community we found like really amazing friends and families already and your next step now where are you now and and what's ahead for you Austin really opened my eyes in the spiritual world more. Um, it was also because it was the first time that I've been fully home with my children. And like they started school now. That's why it's so quiet in the house. <laughs> But <laughs> um, again, it, it pushed me to look into like there was nothing that fed my ego And that's something I realized over the years that um, it's a big thing for me, like being an actress on stage. I, you know, I'm getting the ego, I'm being seen, I'm being heard, then being the celebrity trainer, I'm being seen and heard, I'm being important. And suddenly I'm home with my children and all this has been taken away. There's not no one that's cheering me on <laughs> or seeing me and giving me that ego push. So I had to really dive deep into me and look at my shadows and, and look at the things that are still dormant in me and that needed to needed some light and lead, needed some love. So I dove into womb healing and spiritual world um, in the spiritual world of healing, energy healing and trauma work and um, also um my pleasure again um over the past one and a half years that has been such a big shift in my body to feel my pleasure again and to make it a priority and to start that flame that orgasmic joy in inside my body again and so now i got a certification to become a womb healer and womb priestess if you want to call it that way I'm also holding women's circles because sisterhood and um, women gathering has been, I don't know, just like the biggest gift I found in my life. It's, I have my oldest, longest friends forever. Um, my best friend, I have her since I'm one years old, mm -hmm. but like being in sisterhood and being in that circle is such a different container of love um, that's unmatched. And so I'm providing these spaces and, and, and healing um, modalities, again, for women. So how can I, um, I mean, it sounds wonderful. I'm coming to Austin. <laughs> yes. Um, so tell I me. I also do it over Zoom. <laughs> what is it about womb healing and how do, how do women respond? I could imagine that there's an enormous need. And also, I mean, it somehow builds on the EMS training that you already yeah. um, focused on women and their needs. So um, how is the womb healing connected to spirituality? And how do women in general experience maybe positive pivots through this? So um, when you're menstruating, that's a natural womb clearing every month. But what I've learned over the past year is that so many women have issues with their period or have missing periods or have very painful periods or have endometriosis or, you know, there are symptoms that, again, we don't talk about, like the same way how no one talks about, you know, your pelvic floor health after delivering your child. It's also not talked about your menstrual cycle and that you can actually with the color of your blood see the health of your womb and your 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 cycle in general so there's already a big um need for education and for women to get together and share information and share their knowledge and wisdom and with womb healings um 
there are different modalities. There are some somatic um, trauma release techniques that I'm using during the sessions, but also I'm fully becoming a channel. And that has been very, I don't want to say freaky, but it has been interesting in my growth because I never thought that I would be able to receive knowledge without getting the knowledge. Um, but in the sessions I am receiving from source, universe, spirit, however you want to call it, I'm receiving um, messages that can be like in one of my latest um, sessions, I saw a, a mandala, like the whole time I'm like, there's a, a mandala. And I asked her, we did a um, in a child healing in that session and asked her if that's like resonating with her. And she's like, yeah, like her father that passed away the year before um, would draw them for her so she would color them in. And those are information that I just can't know, you know, or I know exactly in, in a child healings, what age we have to look at when things happened. And so it's very hard to describe what really happens in, in the womb healing sessions because it's very individual. Mm -hmm. And even I try to prepare because I'm, you know, I'm like Capricorn Austrian. I like, I want to prepare and I want to be ready for the session. There's really nothing that I can prepare because um, I'm fully guided. And yeah, it can look like, just doing a meditation to tap into your body and really to connect with your womb and with your ovaries. And then you will receive messages. I will receive messages and together we will clear them. And that can be through rage rituals. We store a lot of anger and rage again, that we're not talking about. And that's, but, which yeah. is often held down in our reproductive system, right? Yes. Yeah, mm. exactly. Or, sexual encounters that we didn't want or, you know, abuse and rape, it's all been stored. And it's also stored generational, which was also a concept for me that I had to stretch my mind to. But there are things in our DNA that we uh, receive when we are born that are being imprinted in us. And so sometimes it doesn't even have to be from this lifetime, the trauma that you're holding. It can be from your mother while she was carrying you in your womb. It can be from your grandmother. It's very fascinating. Yeah. So how how did you discover the womb healing? I mean, which which part of your spiritual journey brought you there or which experience? I think again, like always when a big healing or growth happens, it comes out of need or pain. And I was truly searching for the answers of why I'm feeling so much rage being a mother. You know, I had I never heard the word like rage mom or, or, or raging mother, but I became one because I had no outlet for myself to release it. And because I put so much shame on myself for feeling the feelings that I'm feeling. And so again, it came out of a need to see, I know that it's not me or it's part of me, but it's not like who I am, you know, I have a full spectrum of feelings and so I was looking into things and I've been doing um, women's circle and sisterhood for several years. I already started in LA to join the women's circles. And then I found my mentor, um, Ali McPhee, and um, I resonated with her and I did her course. And then I decided to go full in, do also the retreat and the certification. And it has been life changing. That's that's fantastic. So um, mm -hmm. what is ahead for you with this? 
So I'm planning on launching my online business in a couple months. Mm -hmm. um, I will create an online program for womb healing, but also I've noticed like a talent or a gift from me is like, I'm able to get you out of your comfort zone. That's why I'm an actress. You know, I do things like that are maybe bigger or like I can spread energy. Clearly. And then also that's why I became a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I became a trainer because I'm getting it out of you even if you don't want to repeat anymore I will make you do it mm -hmm. and now with the womb healing I'm doing it in a little bit more feminine way but I will get you out of your comfort zone you know I I want to help you so you're fully centered in yourself again and you connect with your with your pleasure and with your joy and with who you are if you put away all the all the boxes that you put over yourself. And so that will be um, an online program I'm creating. Also, I'm working on doing in-person retreats because I want to bring the EMS to women. So it will be in the retreats. There will also be a, a chance to do the EMS trainings and to work out. And if you're local in Austin, um, I do a full package of the trainings and the womb healing. So like a full mind-body work. Well. Wow. You're on a roll. <laughs> I have yeah. one more question. Um, yeah. You are writing that you are using biohacking for women's advancement, empowerment, uh, womb healing. Just explain a little bit what, what that is. So EMS is already called, um, it's already part of biohacking, but I'm also wearing an aura ring. So if you come in my home, <laughs> it's very much um, biohacking I have. EMF blockers um, everywhere in my home. Um, I do cold plunges, which is considered biohacking. I have a portable infrared sauna, uh, which is also biohacking. And, um, you know, just drinking warm water with lemon in the morning can be considered biohacking. So I just, when you work with me, you'll get a full, um, I'm trying to give you all the knowledge that I've collected over the past, let's say 10 years. And I will help you give them to you. So if you tell me you have issues sleeping, I will probably recommend the Aura Ring for you because it tracks your sleep and it also helps you track your period. So then we can look at, you know, like your menstrual cycle and I can help you work with that. Or if you tell me, you know, you have, I don't know, I will recommend blue light blocker glasses or mm -hmm. like all these biohacking tools that um, that are helping me. I will help you find them for yourself. So you're not there yet. But um, how about women in menopause and womb healing? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, it works the exact same way. So women in menopause are still um so it's called the crone age which is like the the elderly the wisdom which actually like in the spiritual world are you're like the highest of all because you've lived through it and it still works the same way so we can still work on womb clearings and we it's very important still that you connect to your your womb space it doesn't matter if you had um if you don't bleed anymore Yeah, I really find it fascinating that finally there is movement and um, transparency and language starts to be implemented um, around women and women's bodies. It's still, you know, very, um, how can I say, almost a little bit irritating. I find that 
also sometimes in my salons, which are not necessarily only focused on women's topics, but it's all women that are coming. And yeah, it's interesting that certain topics that are about the female body and pleasure and sexuality are still a little bit, you know, are kept outside the door. Yeah. On the doorstep. So I applaud you for um, moving us all forward um, <laughs> with this. Um, just quickly, what is your advice to your younger self? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think my advice would be that I'm a super attractor and or i would tell her you are super attractive you can manifest anything you want in your life and you have the power inside of you and don't try to get validation from outside just listen to your own intuition to your older self take time to rest and relax it will come to you without pressure um to my older self um so that means it already happened <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me think about this. Um, my oldest self, I would say, thank you. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for bringing me here. Um, thank you for pushing me forward when I didn't want to move. What energizes you? <sighs> What energizes me is my friends having conversations like the ones we have right now where where you just get to reflect and, and think about who you are, like mm -hmm. these conversations, like just thrive, like make me energized. And me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cold plunges in the morning energize me too. <laughs> oh, nee, I think that's too much for me, but cold shower. I do cold shower. Yeah, it's good already. And um, how do you calm your mind? The most I calm my mind by walking in nature. It sounds like very generic, but um, I need nature to ground. And that calms my mind the most. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we can find out all the news about you <laughs> on your website, Philly Fit. That's a cool name. Yeah, it will be there will be more updates coming. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Well, good luck to you. Thank you. And um, I'm really intrigued, uh, still a bit shy, me personally, but, <laughs> but intrigued about your journey and about your focus on women and their needs. Thank you. Yeah, it's so needed. Yeah, thank you. So all the best to you. <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Claudia, for having me and for, you know, it was such a Good reflection for me to what happened over the past 10 years and to go back in time and to see my growth. And thank you for, for having me today. Felt very honored. Thank you. Thank you. All the best to you. What a journey geographically, emotionally, physically. This conversation with Vili showed again how resilient we can be and how boundless the opportunities are to grow and to embrace life in its fullest form. Vili seems to be a woman with a lot of energy, but I applaud her for addressing taboos 
and pointing out the lack of understanding when it comes to women's health. Before I let you go, I just wanted to quickly make sure that you registered the news from earlier in November. The White House launched its first profound nationwide women's health research program, which will be led by Dr. Jill Biden and the White House Gender Policy Council. One could ask what took you so long, but that sounds negative. So I say, better late than never. Thank you for listening to Chef Tappens. Please support me by leaving a brief review and your rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Shift Happens has been created and is hosted by me, Claudia Mahler. Editing, Andy Borison. Communications and Marketing, Amy Jacobus and Jessica Pearson from Amy Jacobus Marketing. I hope you felt connected and heard while listening to Shift Happens.